he just kept looking at me weird, licking his lips, you know, like the Birdman hair of, you know, like his lips real quick. And I'm like, why are you treating me like this? Like I'm a whole person who can have a conversation with you and you just don't know how to act. <laughs> Welcome to Cosplay Alliance YouTube page. It's your boy, Chris Carter and AKA Cosplays by Shinobi on Instagram. We've got a very special guest I'm gonna interview today. She goes by the name of Phenomous Chronicles. Let's go. All right, welcome to Cosplay Alliance's YouTube page. We got a very special guest today. You may know her as at Feminist Chronicles on IG and Twitter. She is here to destroy the patriarchy. She's <laughs> unapologetically black, an intersectional feminist, and we will get into that if you don't know what that means. Owning her sexuality, and she is one of my favorite cosplayers. Let's welcome Feminist Chronicles. How are you doing today? I'm doing good. Thank you so much for having me. I oh, appreciate you being on. Uh, I mean, let's just get into it. Like, where did cosplay start for you? Oh, wow. Um, I mean, I, I've been cosplaying since the summer of 2017. Um, and I've always been aware of the cosplay community since I was like in high school. Uh, but it wasn't until, yeah, 2017 that I had decided, you know what, I'm an adult. I'm going to go to a convention and, you know, experience it for myself. Cause you know, as a kid, you gotta get your parents permission and you know, this, that, and the third. So um, I've always been aware of the cosplay community, but I didn't have the means to be a part of it. So uh, yeah, it was just a random decision that me and my girls had decided to do during that summer. We're like, listen, we're all, we're all weebs. <laughs> if we don't, uh, if we don't get our, our badge, our stripes for going to a con now, I don't know when we will. So <laughs> that's how it started. I said, it's okay. You started around the same time I did. I, I went to my first con in 2016 as well. Or oh, around. dope. So, yeah. Okay. <laughs> yeah, it was, um, it was interesting because when I went, when we all went, we felt like we should have been going, you know, prior to us doing that. Like, this is our scene. Why haven't we been out here before? But <laughs> uh, it's never too late. Never too late to join. It is never too late. I... I really didn't know about the community at all. Like I knew about Comic-Con, but I thought it was only like San Diego myself. So yeah. I didn't know they were all over. Yeah, I didn't know either. I didn't know every state uh, and like mostly like the big cities have a convention of some sort. I thought it was, yeah, Comic-Con or some of the cons in New York, but uh, it's, it's, it's really mainstream now. You have so many cons popping up. <laughs> that is a fact. So did you did you did you actually cosplay at your first con? I did, I did. My first cosplay that I did was uh, Jade from Mortal Kombat. I always, I think that's everybody's like almost first cosplay that they do, like one of the fighting games, Street Fighter or Mortal Kombat. But <laughs> um, it was Mortal Kombat. I always said if I if I do a cosplay, it's gonna be Jade. So she was my first one, but. Don't go back to those photos from that time because I was looking, <laughs> I was looking crazy. <laughs> I mean, you, you got to know where you started at. You know what I mean? If you, right. you know, started from the bottom the for real. Up. It's the blow up. <laughs> right. I, I didn't really start as a cosplayer 
myself. So, because I, I, I got into it as a talk. And, uh, but really, my first con, I was like, I felt, I just felt so underdressed. I felt, I was like, oh, I wish I had a costume. I need something to wear right now. I oh, just, you did more of like a casual cosplay. Yeah. And I, I just, I was like, no, this is, this is, this is not how I'm supposed to be going down my first con. <laughs> right. <laughs> So even though like my next few cons, I, I end up uh, still being like in the tog lane. I was I was trying to be dressed up no matter what. Yeah, yeah, I feel that. I feel that. I figured, you know, first time, why not go all out? But I can definitely see you like wanting to test the waters. Like, let me not get too crazy. Let me see what what they doing out there first. <laughs> yeah, it, it was it was a thing. Like, and it was and my mom was the one who was like. You should go check this Dragon Con out, and I was like, "What is Dragon Con?" Like my mom knew what Dragon Con. I had no idea. Wow, that's, how did she hear about Dragon Con? Like it's just it's, that I guess big. It's, it's, it's it's that big, but I, I hadn't been living in Atlanta for a minute, and I was just visiting. Mm. Okay, and uh, and she was like, "You should go check this con out," and I was like, "Okay, I'm gonna roll up to this to this little this little con," and. My mom was blown. Like, as soon as I walked in, I was like, this is not some small con. No. <laughs> this I was is just crazy. That, yeah, Dragon Con is probably, like, the furthest away from small con that you can get. So I've heard. I haven't been yet, but. Oh, that is, it's my favorite con. I got, I, I got a lot of favorites, but as far as top of the totem pole, it, it's Dragon Con for me. Yeah. Yeah, I heard it spans a few blocks and, uh. It's just a really big event, so I would love to to go to Dragon Con, but yeah, it's on my bucket list. Uh, bucket list for now, for sure. Ne ne I wish I could go this year. I'm not, uh, but next year I will be back there. Okay, yeah. It seems like a few people are like waiting for this year, you know, for things to open back up and then probably get back into the swing of things next year because it's a yeah. little. It's a little weird. The moment is weird right now to do things. <laughs> Especially being around a lot of people. Yeah. Yeah. And anybody can say that they're vaccinated, but that doesn't mean anything. <laughs> it doesn't mean anything. So Right. Yeah. So did did being black play any part of you you starting that late also? Um, you know, I actually never thought about that. Um no, because even like in middle school and high school, I, I didn't have a lot of friends that were into like anime and, you know, nerdy, nerdy culture to that extent. It was mostly just my sister. Um, but like my girlfriends were never really so crazy about it. I think I had one girlfriend that was kind of nerdy. But um, yeah, I, um, I never felt ashamed for being a blurred. Um, but yeah, I wouldn't say that had a part in it because if I had the means to go to a convention at the time, I probably would have. Um, so yeah, I don't I don't think that ever deterred me from wanting to be in. in. <laughs> gotcha, gotcha. Mm -hmm. How about you? Was a uh, was that a reason why you know you kind of like never never been into the scene like that? Not really. I just did. I just really didn't know about it. Like Halloween was. Was was like my favorite time of year growing up. So every time Halloween, I was I was always full out, always dressed up. I right. just didn't know I could do that like year round. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It's crazy. It's crazy because you you know before con that was the only time for us to dress up, but now it's like oh we wear our our least impressive costumes on Halloween. <laughs> exactly. Like 
what are you doing for Halloween? I was like, I don't know. Uh, you want to wear it? No, I'm not wearing that. Like, I'm gonna throw something on. <laughs> <laughs> right. So talk about childhood uh, or growing up. What were you into? What type? What type of nerdy things were you into? Um, I mean, I didn't consider it nerdy at the time, um, but. I mean, I was always, my first console that I ever had was a PlayStation 1. Um, so I was playing video games since I was a kid. Um, I watched a lot of American cartoons. Um, now that's considered part of nerdy culture, if you're well-versed in American cartoons, I guess. So, <laughs> is, that, uh, is that really? Yeah, I mean, I feel like, you know, now they'll take anything nostalgic from our our childhood and if you're an expert in any of that, that's like nerd culture now. So <laughs> um, American cartoons, I was really big into like uh, like everybody. Um, I watched a bit of anime. I wasn't until like high school, middle, middle school, mostly high school that I like went hard body back into anime um, and started reading a bunch of shoujo mangas and crap like that. Um, and then my parents, I, I inherited their uh, fandoms like my mom is a big Lord of the Rings fan. My dad was a big Star Wars head. So yeah, it was like a culmination of different things. <laughs> okay, okay, that's what's up. Yeah, I, video games and, and cartoons. Uh, I read a little bit of comics myself. I, I tried. I tried to create. I, I'm also tried to create my own. Actually, I was more into doing my own thing. Like I, I more than actually reading actual comics. Yeah. Other than what came I in the know. Sunday paper. The Sunday paper okay. at the time. That that's where I, that that was like where I read most of my comics at the time. Okay. Okay. That's dope. Yeah, I remember reading the funnies when the paper would come in and stuff like that. Um but it's crazy because I just got back into the MCU and I was never big into wow. comics. Yeah, yeah. It it was like the last movie I had seen was Thor, the first Thor in theaters. And then when Black Panther, yeah, years ago. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we're taking it way back. That was the last movie I had seen wow. like, as a kid. And then Black Panther came out. I was like, okay, I got to go see this. So uh, then I went to go see Black Panther when that came out. But it wasn't until this past year, you know, and during uh, COVID that I like just binged the whole thing. And I'm like, why did I ever stop this? That's crazy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but it was rewarding too. It's kind of was like, okay, I'm kind of glad I missed out on this because I just was able to pile everything on at once and just binge through everything. So that was That's cool. a lot to see. So did, did were you able to like avoid like spoilers and stuff like that? Or did, also No, I mean I I had seen images of because when Endgame came out, I was Game of Thrones camp over here, so excited for trash ass season eight. Uh, <laughs> and everybody, you know, all the Marvel fans were excited about Endgame because they came out around the same time. But um, I had seen that Thanos was the villain. I heard Tony Stark died. You know, I heard a little, some bits and pieces of things that had happened, but it didn't mean anything to me because I I wasn't enmeshed in that world. Right. But um, I was a little bit upset when I went back. I'm like, damn, I already know that Tony's gonna die. You know, like, I, I know certain things, but it still didn't matter because I mean to span twenty-two movies, that's a lot to catch up on. So yeah. <laughs> I had the full ride, which was cool. That is crazy. Well, I guess 
I've never seen Game of Thrones. Never watched really? it. Yeah, I, I like during the A season, I convinced myself, like, oh, okay, I might check it out. And then I heard everyone I knew was like, it's trash, it's trash. And I was like, you know, I'm just gonna wait. I'm I'm just gonna wait. <laughs> I, yeah. I don't, I don't, I don't want to put myself through that and then have this expectation that knowing this is going to be. It's going to just plummet, just set a blaze at the end of it. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I've had some friends that I told them to watch Game of Thrones just because those few seasons were so good. But I have to always give them the warning. Like, listen, that last season might piss you off. It's going to be trash. But I just remind them that it's technically not. We don't know if it's canon, you know, because the writer hasn't released the, the last book yet. Uh, so I, I like to consider that last season a fan fiction because the rest of the seasons, I mean, even season seven was leading into that trash season. But the other seasons are really, really good. So if you if you want to get into a really good uh, medievalish, realistic drama, Game of Thrones is like top tier minus season eight. <laughs> I'm, uh, I'll keep that in mind. Please I do. Keep that in mind. I don't know if don't know if I will, but I definitely will keep that in mind. Yeah, it's a ride. It's a full ride. So where did you grow up? Um, I grew up well, I was born in Miami, Florida. Um, I grew up in Fort Lauderdale, which is the city right on top of Miami, until I was like 13, 12 or 13. Um, and then I've lived all over Florida since then, but now I've relocated back to South Florida, Miami, Fort Lauderdale area. So yeah, I'm a, I'm a Floridian born and bred. That's what's up. That's a lot of great memories for me there as far as growing up in childhood. A lot of our vacations were there. Being from Atlanta, that was like the nearest beach and all that. All that sort yeah, of stuff. no doubt. What part of um, so, Florida did you usually uh, vacation so, at? Panama City every year. Uh, really, Panama City, uh, and then of course, or we go to Orlando every every few years. Hit yeah. Disney Universal, had to do yeah. that. Yeah, Panama City was like a magical place to me. Uh, really? <laughs> yeah, well, I've never been. I've never been over there. Oh, really? Mm -hmm. Every freaking year, and sometimes I go with like my cousins, and is the first like haunted house. I think it was the first haunted house I ever went to. I'm a horror really? junkie. I'm a horror junkie, Oh, okay. So it's, it's like, I was scared out of my mind, though. Like, because I was like 11 or something like that. Yeah, just a kid. And just a kid, me and my cousin. I was like, I remember I was getting through it, and the last thing that they had was like Jason with the chainsaw, and we, we got out. It was like, it was like, no questions asked. Nope. nope. <laughs> And I just That's remember being on the outside and we were like, and that was awesome. Let's do it again. <laughs> <laughs> the thrill, in it for the thrill. The thrill. That's so, funny. I love going to Florida. Good memories here. That's dope. So what kind of uh I know you got you got uh there's one con in Florida at the end of the year that I I, I want to go to one day, but I haven't been. Uh what's your favorite Florida cons? Um Holiday Matsuri in Orlando. Is, That's it. Yeah. Okay. Hands down my favorite convention. Um, I mean, only, not only, but one of the main reasons why it's my favorite uh, is just because of the location. The World Marriott Center is, is absolutely gorgeous. And if you get a room in the hotel, I mean, you literally just take the elevator right downstairs and everything is like not too far from you. And it's not 
like the span of all of the convention rooms and ballrooms and stuff, it's not too spread out. So you don't feel like you're traveling miles, you know, just to get from point A to point B, which I really love. So uh, the location is great. Um, and it's during Christmas time, it's all Christmas themed. So you see everyone in their Christmas theme cosplays. They do a fun spin on that, um, which is dope too. So yeah, I, I love that convention so much. <laughs> that one's been on my list for, for a couple of years. So I yeah. Next year, I'll say definitely I'll make it. I don't I don't know. It, there's an outside chance I could make it this year, depending on how things are. Yeah, I, I'm in the same boat. I don't know if I'm gonna be heading out this year. Um just because of this state, the like unknown state of how everything is and how close in proximity we would be to everyone. Um, but it makes me really sad because it's it's like, damn, I haven't been to any conventions all 2020. 2021, no convention yet, and uh, I'm, I'm itching. I'm fiending. <laughs> I need to get back I'm to I'm with it. you. Like, like BlurryCon's going on right now, and I see some mm -hmm. of my friends, and I'm like, oh, I missed that. Yeah. Miss being around my, miss being around my friends. Like, I've made so many friends in cosplay. That, that's been one of the, the best things for me, uh, getting into cosplay. Yeah. Yeah, the community, it, it's its so dope being able to connect with other people and then being able to see them at the next event. It's like a little reunion, you know? So yeah, definitely missed <laughs> seeing everybody at the con. But I, I still don't think, it, I think it'll be 2022 for me until I can, I, I actually get back out there though. Yeah, no, I feel it. I feel it. Not, not a lot of people feel comfortable, you know, doing big events right now, which is totally fine. Um, I don't know if I'm going to go either, but we'll see. <laughs> so what was your favorite, like, cause you, you were in this alternative mode, right? More, more alternative, right? Alternative in what regards? Dress, it seems like. Okay. I guess, I guess, yeah, people would, would put me in the alternative uh, box because I have piercings, I wear, out of cosplay, I only wear black. Like, literally, I only wear black. <laughs> My whole life is monochromatic. Um, so yeah, I guess I would be alternative. Uh, I have an eclectic taste in music, so I do listen to alternative music too. Um, so yeah, I guess so. <laughs> And it's always been that way. So, so what, what made you like, I love black too, but it's, it's interesting. So just growing up, you were just like, I'm just going to wear black. That's it. You know what? It, I didn't wear all black growing up. I was never like the goth kid in, uh, in middle school or high school. Um, I went through like a lot of fashion phases where I would just experiment. Um, I remember I went through like a whole baby fat phase where I, I swear to God, I was obsessed <laughs> with Kimora Lee Simmons. I was obsessed with baby fat for like two straight years. I just wore baby fat from head to toe. Um, that was a good time. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I, I I think when I was, what was I, a sophomore or junior in high school, I started to like get piercings. I got my first tattoo when I was like a senior in high school. So I kind of started experimenting with the alternative side. And I don't know, it, it, it was the most comfortable that I had felt through all of my fashion blunders and experiments. Um, but 
I didn't decide to go monochromatic until I think like the past two years. Um, because typically I just want to get something in black. If I find something, I'm like, I like it best in black, but everybody thinks you're a freak if you wear all black. So I would like just wear different colors and stuff like that, you know, um, until I was just like, I don't know why I'm forcing myself to, to wear things that I just don't feel confident in. Wearing all black makes me feel confident. It makes me feel powerful, you know? Um, and it just looks dope. It looks fresh. So <laughs> right, right. Uh, I, I decided to make the, the full transition recently. And um, yeah, it makes things easy too. I don't have to think too much when I go shopping. I, I, I know what I want. I know what looks good on me. And it's a done deal after that. So yeah. <laughs> okay, that's what's up. Yeah. So back in the childhood, what would you say would be your favorite show? What was your favorite like cartoon that you were that you were into? Or one of Oh wow. Um one of my favorite probably Hey Arnold. That's like a cartoon that I can continue to go back to and um it hits the same every time. Uh Jim Lang, the guy who did the soundtrack for Hey Arnold, that jazz is it's so relaxing. Uh it's such a vibe. So the soundtrack alone is enough to to keep me a fan of Hey Arnold um, to this day. Um, and the stories that they told through Hey Arnold were so raw and authentic, you know? Um, yeah, I, I mean, some of the topics that they touched on, even at, at, at the time when I couldn't understand or I wasn't experiencing those issues, some kid out there was able to experience what Helga might have been going through or you know, any any other of the kids on the block um, because they were real situations and real scenarios. So I love that show to this day. Hey, Arnold's definitely a classic. It's a yeah. definitely a classic show. Nickelodeon had some classics back. They had, they had a, a really solid run. Yeah, they had some hitters. They had some hitters for sure. Um, Billy and Mandy is also another one. I yeah. loved Billy and Mandy, as gross and disgusting as that show was. <laughs> I could not eat watching that show. It was so nasty, <laughs> but it was hilarious. <laughs> I love a good uh, a good um, cartoon that has like top tier comedy. I feel like Billy and Mandy was one of those shows for me. <laughs> agreed, agreed. Mm -hmm. So let's get back into cosplay. You, I, I, let's get into activism. Okay. Uh, you're a woman, a black woman, mm -hmm. intersectional feminist. So, black women are, are, as far as like totem pole, how people are treated, generally on the bottom. Like, is, is that what brought you to intersectional feminism? Absolutely. Um, I feel like growing up, uh, I was raised in a conservative, traditional Christian household. Um, that's kind of how my parents, their mindset, and even to this day still is. Um, but just growing up, there were just certain things that like I would look at and I just, I didn't feel right about it. You know, they would say, oh, well, this is what our, our faith tells us, or this is just how the world is. And I was just like, mm, I don't really know about all that. I don't really agree with that. Um, and it wasn't until I got into college uh, and had an academic understanding of some of the things that I had questions about for so long that it hit me like, okay, 
this is, I've already, I had already felt that the information that, that the mass media society, my parents were telling me that there was just something inherently sexist about it, you know? So it wasn't until higher education that um, I was able to actually be able to verbalize uh, exactly what I was feeling, you know, for so many years. Um, so my experience plus my my education, um, that's that's what drew me to intersectional fem feminism. And you kind of use cosplay as a means, is I feel like as as, as your activism against that. Yeah. Well. Yes. And in, in, in a funny way, I do. Um, I just choose characters that empower me. Um, and so sometimes I'll, I'll mesh the two. Uh, if a certain character makes me feel um, strong, empowered, or if it helps me cope through something, um, I want to exemplify, I want to exemplify that through my cosplay work. And, uh, just as far as recognizing different people's experience, um, I think that uh, through my platform and through cosplay, uh, I've been able to speak on some issues that were important to me, um, as well as highlight uh, different situations that other black uh, female cosplayers have experienced um, in the community as well. So that also one of the reasons, so you have an OnlyFans, is, is that also one of the reasons it's also like empowering to kind of because I know I know like historically men have been in charge of monetizing women's bodies also and being in charge of being in control of that sort of thing. Is that also sort of like an empowering thing for you as well? Yeah, um, absolutely. Uh, because the funny thing is when I was first cosplaying, um, I never had an issue with um lewd content or uh shooting sexy cosplay um that was never something that i was shy you know anything that i was sh shy to do um and so it was interesting because once i decided to do the only fans to monetize off of content that i was already making um I got this backlash from like a, a small percentage of my followers, but like I got backlash for it uh, because people said I was selling out. I was being a thought I was, and it was just interesting to me because nobody had an issue with it when my content was free. Um, and I think a lot of the times, you know, people get, they feel entitled to women's bodies for free, you know, as well. <laughs> Um, so it just made me feel more empowered to be able to monetize off of content that was already empowering, empowering me, um, because the control, it, the control was in my hands at this point. Um, so yeah, it was, it was just interesting to see people's reaction to what I was doing when I was, the content was free and, you know, it was just on my social media versus me uh, making a business out of it and monetizing off of it and how certain people got really upset with that. And um, yeah, it was crazy. <laughs> was, was this from men and women? Um, no, I, I don't, not to my knowledge. I don't think I had any comments from women. Um, 
but it was yeah overwhelming amount of men had had made comments i can't remember any any women uh, i i don't really get into any like arguments with women like that online i think the, the only time i got into an argument with a woman on online was uh this one cosplayer who like was trying to call me out for basically um what's the word baiting pedophiles <laughs> you know wow. what i mean yeah. yeah yeah she was trying to say that my uh todoroki uh my, my first of all it's not even a accurate todoroki cosplay it's a todoroki tina cosplay but she didn't know what it was in any case but um she came for me and she tried to comment uh publicly that you know i was trying to sexualize a teenage child and it was just so ridiculous and so embarrassing that she would even make a public statement like that because she literally had images on her instagram of deku in a like sexy sports bra shorts look um and I, she was fucking, uh, did you see that did you I see think what i, I saw something about she posted about that yeah yeah yeah, so um, it was just really weird, and I and I had just felt attacked as a black woman because why is it okay for you to do it, but when I do it with with my skin tone and my curves, all of a sudden I'm baiting pedophiles. You know, we're all grown women here. We're all adults here doing our own renditions of fictional characters. Um, I, I know that there are some people who do the age play fetishization stuff but i think in this in the scope of cosplay you can clearly tell who's doing that and who's not doing that uh so it was just it, that was the only time i had got anything from a woman as far as you know my cosplay or you know anything like that but most of the time it's it's black from disgruntled men online <laughs> so you so you as a black woman, especially you're dealing with sexism, you're dealing with racism, racism. Mm -hmm. body shaming, and and even colorism. Yeah, yeah. Um, how often do you have to deal with racism? Um, it depends. It depends on the cosplay um, that I post. You know, I uh, I just recently reposted my Hinata cosplay, and. Um, it's that photo in particular that I get the most racist comments. And I think it's just because it has, it usually gets like a high reach, you know, uh, it kind of circulates on people's explore page and uh, just randoms come out of nowhere and start commenting and getting upset that I'd have the audacity to cosplay a non-black character. So yeah, um, I just recently got some comments pertaining to that, but um, I wouldn't say it's like an everyday thing. Uh, it's it's every once in a while, and it's definitely specific to the character that I cosplay and how much engagement that uh, if there's a lot of randos looking at it, they're gonna come in the droves. So things you have to go through. It doesn't yeah. make sense to me. It never has. I mean, it's it's it, they're all fictional characters. So I, yeah. I don't know. People, they can stay pressed, you know. Uh, I, I just feel like there's just a bunch of trolls that they don't have anything else better to do but to make stupid racist comments to people. I, I, most of the time, I don't. I laugh at it because I don't. It's, it's like, are you really mad about this? Are you really, you know? I, I think you're just trolling right now because you're 
a loser and you have nothing else better to do, oh, yeah, you know? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. What I found is most of those people, they have no face to their account, no name to their account. No, is, never. Know. It's two meme pictures and they follow 5,000 people and have zero followers. So exactly, exactly. <laughs> it makes no difference to me. Right. So how have you gotten through the pandemic? Uh, besides watching wow. MCU movies. <laughs> right. Um, well, it, it, since the pandemic had started, I decided to cosplay full time, you know, uh, outside right. of a hobby. Um, and uh, so I've been doing a lot of uh, content creation uh, the past year, as well as um, just trying to keep it together, I guess. I think that's what everybody's kind of been doing. I've been dealing with, you know, uh, interpersonal, familial things on my side. So it's just been a balance of trying to maintain my home life uh, as well as my creative and, and professional life. So that's how I've been getting through the pandemic and binge watching MCU. Uh, I've been watching Clone Wars, uh, the 3D animated series, um, and a bunch of other stuff. So yeah, it's just a balance. We're all—I think—we're all trying to just balance <laughs> while we Green. figure uh, figure things out. And I guess there's been so many different things that happened during the pandemic. Uh, George Floyd, Breonna Taylor, so many things. Like, how has that affected you? Um, you know, I was really, really like distraught and upset, um, when the George Floyd, uh, murder happened. Um, and then as, as it just continued to happen, I, I won't say that I became numb to it, but it just started to become very discouraging. It felt like there was not any movement within um, restructuring, uh, you know, law enforcement um, or our politicians, you know, taking a stand to try to remedy things. Um, so yeah, I guess I could say it was like a, it was almost a state of numbness, like sadness, but like, okay, what is the next, What's the next step? How, when can we see more progress? Um, so, yeah, I, it was disparaging and discouraging. I think now uh, I'm just at a point where I want to see actual political progress. Um, I know that there's been a shift in, in the social conscious. Uh, more people care about social activism and uh, civil rights. Um, more people are being more vocal about these things, staying uh, in tune with news pertaining to this information um, and human rights and things like that. But um, at the end of the day, I think that it's just a matter of us continuing to vote out and vote in politicians that are going to do something. Um, and it's really, really difficult because uh, I was I was really excited to. Uh, to vote for Biden, at least vote Trump out of office. That's what well, that was the main thing for me. Right. Um, but uh, you know, every it's the same. It's the same thing. They talk the talk, but can they really walk the walk? Or is what they're doing even really substantial 
when it comes to what needs to be done for social progress, you know? I agree. It, it, it's really, it's really easy to, 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 to get into that mode. I think I had like some of my older relatives, that I could, I could just feel like them being numb, becoming numb and just being like, well, this, I've lived through this my whole entire life. This is, this is not going to change now. I, I could, I could definitely see that. I try, I try to stay out of that mode and it, it is tough. It is tough because yeah. you keep constantly seeing it over and over again. Um, I just, I just try to continue to fight. And, and like I said, I'm, I mean, I think it is on us to kind of hold people accountable, hold the people accountable Absolutely. that they want to change and, and, and they're going to change things. Uh, and that's, that's what we got to continue to do. Yeah, no, absolutely. It, it's just like you said, even through the discouragement and the numbness, um, you have to continue fighting the good fight because I'm sure people in the sixties were exhausted and tired and didn't know where to turn to. And, you know, it goes previous to, to those years that people were dealing with discrimination and things of that nature. But um, yeah, we just have to keep continue, continuing to fight the good fight. And the rhetoric that, uh, I know a lot of people on the opposition, <laughs> the opposing side, um, they get tired of the academic jargon that we use to describe the social phenomena that's going on. Uh, they, they, they hate the woke talk, you know, not knowing that this is actual academic language mm -hmm. to describe these sociological um, events and, and statistics. So, uh, you know, they get tired of it, but the more that that higher thinking bleeds into the consciousness and is readily available for people to read and be exposed to, you'll see a difference in how people are voting and uh, what politicians go into office uh, and you know so on and so forth. So yeah, we can't stop. We have to keep pushing on regardless of the amount of idiocy uh, that we see on the day to day. Agreed. <laughs> I mean, I feel like all my life there's been like old white people in politics. I feel like the further we can get from that, keep getting younger people in, more progressive people in. Yeah. Uh, I feel like I feel like that's one of the one of the avenues. Way right. and local and also local. Like I don't think people pay attention enough to like local elections, sheriffs Absolutely. And, and mayors and all those, you know, city council things. And yeah. I think we gotta be more participatory participatory in that stuff. Absolutely. Absolutely. The micro makes up the macro. So if we're not paying attention to our local um, our local politicians and what's going on when we vote for that, um, it, I don't know. The, the federal stuff, that's important as well. But I, people don't understand how much the local impacts their day to day. Uh, right. So that is something we, we have to pay attention to. Agreed. <laughs> All right, let's get let's get into more a little bit more a little bit more happier. Okay, <laughs> shifting um, vibes. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> vibe shade. Uh, what has been the worst date you've ever been on? Oh God, 
Oh, you know what? I have to think about this. The worst date. Okay, I know. I know what the worst date that I've ever been on. Um, I think I was like 18 or 19 at the time. Uh, I don't even remember where I met this guy. This is how old this was. But this guy wanted to take me out on a date and he had been wearing me down for quite a while. At the time, I, I didn't have the backbone to know, to say no to things that I didn't want, you know? Okay. <laughs> so he kept wearing me down. I was like, okay, fine. I'll, I'll go on a date with you, you know? So we went on a date and um, it was just weird because the whole time I felt like this guy was looking at me like I was a fake. And of course you want, on a date, you want to feel attractive. You want the person that you're on the date with to make you feel beautiful. But he literally made me feel like I was a piece of me strung up, you know, on the on the rotisserie, you know what I mean? Like, it was just weird how he just was looking at me the whole time. Like, it was like he wasn't, he wasn't even allowing natural conversation to happen. He just kept looking at me weird, licking his lips, you know, like the bird man hair up, you know, like his lips real quick. And I'm like, why are you treating me like this? Like I'm a whole person who can have a conversation with you and you just don't know how to act. So, <laughs> uh, it was, it was just weird. And then when we finally had dinner, he just made more comments that, um, just completely inappropriate and just made me feel very awkward. I won't repeat what he said because it's not a, it's not a PG 13. So yeah, after that, I just told him to take me home and that was the end of that. But yeah, I would have to say that was my my worst date because I, he didn't even make me feel like a human being. Like I didn't even feel like there was opportunity to talk or connect about anything. It was just strictly him doing his Birdman hand rub and that was that. Was that. <laughs> Embarrassing. <laughs> wow, okay. Okay, opposite of that, what was your best date? My best date? Um, hmm. It was probably recently. I had a really, really good date. I actually went out of town for a few days, and um, there's a special someone that I'm seeing. Uh, and it was a great time. He, um, he was, he's great. He's just great. Uh, he took me out to a lot of places that I like to enjoy. I like nature, naturey type things. I like gaming bars. So we did all of the things, you know, that we like to do. Um, and he just treated me like a lady. Uh, he was a gentleman as far as like, um, I don't know. It's, it's just hard to find people who are kind nowadays. You know, it's really, really hard to find kind people and authentic people. Uh, and he came across as very authentic and kind and funny and, you know, so I had a really good date recently uh, because, yeah, it's it's actually been a while since I, I had been on a date that I was satisfied with. So <laughs> oh, awesome. congratulations. Yeah, thanks. <laughs> OK. Can you name me the worst movie you've ever seen? Is there is there one that you I, I can't believe I just watched this movie? <laughs> yeah, probably. Let me think about this for a second because um I know there has to be 
There's got to be one that I just thought was complete trash. Give me a moment. <laughs> trash movies. Hmm. Now it's nothing is coming to mind right now. Uh, I'm sure I have some movies that I really thought were complete shit. Uh, but the only thing that's coming to mind right now is Mama, that horror movie. Um, and only because I thought it was so freaking scary. Like the first part of the movie, I'm like, oh, this movie's scary. Like the way that they were just alluding to who Mama was, that was right. terrifying to me. And how they captured those little kids being like these savage, you know, untamed, unkempt babies raised by a by a ghost. That was scary. But it was the end of the movie that killed it for me. And I feel like a lot of American horror does this, where it's like, you almost had me at completely scared out of my mind, but these last 10, 15 minutes of the movie, it's just a complete comedy at this point. So <laughs> that's how I felt about Mama when they showed, when they revealed her at the end. I'm like, oh, this is stupid. This is not scary anymore. I'm not afraid of her anymore. The CGI looks bad. And uh, yeah, that was one of my worst movies I've probably seen as far as horror goes, but I'm sure I'm missing a bunch of other movies that I've seen. That's interesting. I've seen a lot of trash movies, but there's one movie that sticks out to me. Uh, I mentioned I was a horror junkie as well, and mine is a horror movie. Uh, my cousin was really excited for me to watch this movie. We watched countless hours of horror movies. like, cuz you gotta watch this. I'm <laughs> over at his house, and it was, it was, uh, Rob Zombie's first movie. Uh, I feel like he's he's gotten much better, in my opinion, since then. But it was House of a Thousand, Thousand Corpses. Corpses. Yeah. And <laughs> I watched it, and I was I literally was confused going through. Like, does my does my cousin really like this movie? Like, I was like, <laughs> I don't think I'm gonna make it through this movie. But I was yeah. like, let, let me let me let me try to get through this movie. And at the end, I was like, cuz seriously. Like that was the worst movie I've ever seen in my life. And he was like, really? I was like, cuz. Why didn't you like it? I I I can't tell you right now because it was what it was probably like over 10 years ago. Mm -hmm. Uh actually it's probably more like 14 years ago. Damn, and okay. I've never I've never rewatched it. I I, I can't. I, I it was it was like I've seen other movies that he's done since then. Like he did, he did his own Halloween uh, remake. I thought that was pretty good, mm. but, but this movie, I it almost put me off of watching another Rob Zombie movie. Wow, like, <laughs> like that? Okay. It was that bad. For me, for me, I think now I, I feel like it's one of those cult classics, though. Yeah. That a lot of people like, but it, I'm just never gonna be in that cult. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I hear that. I actually, I just recently watched House of a Thousand Corpses for the first time. I had never seen it. Um, and my sister was hyping it up for so long because she had seen it a few years ago. Um, so I had watched it and it was, it was disturbing. It was disturbing. I just hate how, uh, didn't homegirl, she, she didn't make it at the end, right? They killed her, I think. I believe, yeah. And I don't like horror movies like that. Like, all right, somebody's got to get out. Like, you know, so I don't know. It just felt not not redundant. It just felt simplistic to me. Like, okay, you got these crazy, these crazy bumpkins. They like to hunt, murder people. 
And I just wanted the girl to get out at the end, but she didn't. So I was like, yeah, okay. <laughs> I, I don't necessarily mind like when someone doesn't make it. Um, I guess it depends, how it's, <laughs> it depends how it's done. Uh, but I, I honestly can't tell you anything specific right now. Mm -hmm. At that time, I probably could have had a list. I probably could have wrote an essay. Yeah. <laughs> Why you hated that movie? Uh, well, I was like, this movie is not for me. This is just not for me. Um, <laughs> I don't plan on going back rewatching it, though. Uh, I mean, I'm trying to think. It it was very, um, I, I don't even think I've seen that many Rob Zombie movies. I don't know if he has a consistent style to him, but it was very stylized. That was one thing that I could sure. say about it. It was very stylized, the way that they got the shots um, and some certain of the scenes that they had. That is one thing that I liked about it. It was weird. It was like, okay, this is shot weird. This has you know a certain style to it. But the storyline for me was just like, all right, what the fuck is going on? <laughs> That, that that probably was was it for me. The storyline, I, yeah. I was like, okay, I've I've seen a lot of horror movies. This this one that is just not vibe. That wasn't it. Yeah, I it's, feel it. Mm. I feel it. <laughs> I love that Dwight Schrute was in it. I forget his name in the movie, but I love that Dwight, the guy who plays Dwight Schrute in The Office, was. Uh, I you know what I I I I forgot that I don't. Don't even remember that. It was a, one of the first people I think that got murked in the movie. <laughs> <laughs> I'm pretty sure. <laughs> yeah. Honestly, I, but I, I probably did see it before the office even. Uh, it might have been before I even seen the office. Yeah. Oh wow. That's so crazy. I wouldn't even. I honestly, I, I, I can't remember anyone that was in that movie. It's crazy. Yeah. House of a Thousand Corpse. <laughs> if you had a theme song, what would it be? Hmm, I don't think I've ever been asked this question before. A theme song. Mm, I'm a Gemini, so I feel like I have like five different theme songs for okay. my life and my personality uh one of them would be looking ass by like Nicki minaj young money uh for sure um let's see what other theme songs would i have uh hmm why is that the first one that i think of i'm so <laughs> <laughs> that's so terrible um another theme song Empty Streets by Late Night Alumni. Uh, okay. I like I like down tempo music, so that's my like chill, my chill vibe. Um, what else would be another theme song? Oh, I was gonna start naming some Pink Floyd, but let me not get too dark because uh, they got some dark, weird music. Yeah, yeah. Uh, that's all I can think of right now. I can't really think of uh, any other songs that I would say is my my theme song what about you uh i think for me it would, it would probably be uh depending on the occasion there would be a few different songs uh one that i feel like it's my prerogative bobby brown that's that's that actually is like my go-to karaoke song too it's 
<laughs> so I, I would say that's definitely one of them. Okay. Uh, we ready, Pastor Troy. I, I feel like that would definitely be, there's definitely a time and a place for that for me. That's a good one. Um, I guess I should have had some answers if I was going to ask this question, huh? Yeah, right. <laughs> I felt like I was like, damn, I can't think of anything. <laughs> um, so fresh, so clean. Uh, Outcast. I sometimes I'm, I'm. I think that song was playing as I got out of my car, or whatever we were. I think as we got out of our limo as a group going to like prom, and that song was that just happened to be the song that was playing. And that's yeah. always like stuck with me. That's a good one. That's a good one. I'm sure there are more, but I, I I can't I can't think of anything else at the moment. That's how I feel too. I know I have other songs that have to be my anthem, but it's like slipping my mind right now. Um, I can't think of anything. Sad. That's sad. <laughs> I'm sure it's like. You got your playlist, and you're like, "Oh, I, that's definitely me." Right. It's just slipping my mind. <laughs> but looking at definitely came up immediately, so that's saying <laughs> something. <laughs> oh my god. Oh, uh, I love that. I love that. So, uh, you're just shy of 20k followers, I believe, on IG. I just uh, hit 20.4. 20.4k And you often like share cosplayers and other things like that in your stores like that. Yeah. Uh, I feel like, you know, that makes it inclusive. Is that in, in welcoming to kind of other people? Is that something you try to do to uplift other cosplayers? Um, I mean, when I first started my cosplay page, it was never, I had never intended it to be what it is now it was just my personal page and i was cosplaying and sharing my my cosplay uh so sharing has always been out of uh me just being thoroughly impressed with our peers in the community um just loving what people have been doing and sharing it because I've, i'm just blown away by by the work or it touches me on a on a personal level i love this franchise or you know they did something that really stood out to me uh, so yeah, it's always just been out of the love of cosplay and and the um, the franchises. Um, but now that I I guess I recognize that there's weight to having a sizable platform and what that can potentially do for other uh, up and coming content creators. Um, I absolutely love the fact that I'm able to boost up other people's um cosplay work uh so that's something that's really really cool and I, I definitely utilize my platform to help out other content creators but it still isn't like the first thing that i'm thinking about it's it's always strictly because i just love the work i love the creativity that went into it or you know how they executed it so that's still my driving force in sharing other content creators and cosplayers Agree with that. Yeah, there's there's certain times you see certain things that just hit you. You're like, what? Whether it's nostalgia or what are you? Oh, yeah. Oh, like that that there there are definitely 
cosplays that I, I'm going to share regardless. Like, if yeah, they, I know, I know if they're cosplaying this specific character, uh, you have a dream cosplay. Has it been done yet? Or, or you, if, if money was no object, what would your dream cosplay be? Number one, Queen Amidala from the first movie of the uh, prequels, um, Phantom of the Menace, where she has the uh, the red dress with the, I don't even know what to call those things that were attached to the bomb. They kind of look like eyes or balls. Yeah. Uh, and then she has that beautiful headpiece. I actually was Queen Amidala. I don't know how old I was. I probably was like eight or nine. I don't know how old I was when that movie came out. Don't quote me on this, but <laughs> I I did that cosplay, the cheap costumey version when I was a kid. And to this day, to do the fully, you know, gown and the and the real headpiece and the makeup that is still a dream cosplay of mine to this day uh i want to recreate that halloween cos that little girl halloween costume into a fully done uh photo shoot um but damn it's expensive to to uh to get a costume that's accurate to what it looked like in the movies and not not have it look like a halloween costume um so yeah that's definitely a dream costume of mine I recently found out too that um, the costume design was fashioned and inspired by Mongolian um, royalty um, in traditional time and you know earlier times. Uh, so it's a traditional royal garment, um, and it's just funny to me because Star Wars, the the creators, the costume designers uh, for Phantom Menace, they I don't think they've ever acknowledged that the design is Mongolian. Because if you look at pictures of Mongolian uh, royalty, the queens that would wear these outfits, it's the same thing. Like you cannot oh, wow. tell me that it was not inspired by right. this traditional wear. Uh, but from what I read, it didn't sound like they gave much credit to that. I could have been reading a just a one article that didn't include that, but uh, yeah, I thought that was really interesting. But yeah, even after I found that out, it made me even want to do it more. Um, because I know that the costume design has rich cultural, um, you know, inspiration to it. Uh, so that's number one on my list of dream cosplays. I would love to do Vader too, as well. Um, and I'll do a lewd Vader. I don't care. It doesn't have to be the full, the full thing. I just want to do Vader at some point because that would just be fire. I think. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I love a good villain. Yeah. <laughs> For sure. Okay. I'm trying to think. Urkelbot will probably be mine. Ur Urkelbot. Uh, what character uh, does he come from? Where is that from? From Family Matters. So uh, Steve Urkel. Oh, Steve Urkel. Okay. Okay. Yeah. So he had this. Uh, he created this robot. And uh, it was like. I think it was uh, Turbo from Tur I mean, you know, Turbo and Ozone. They used to, they used to dance, pop and lock. But he was he was the guy in the actual suit. Like like it, it was it was it was. But it would be a really big build. And if I was gonna do one, it would probably be that. Okay. Uh, other than that, I, I I nailed my, I guess 
what was my dream cosplay during the pandemic, which was Blank Man. Uh, nice. Got one off your bucket list. Yeah, I had to get like. Honestly, I wanted to do it le- like much later, uh, just because I wanted to like really be like cut my hair bald and like be be completely bald for it. But I figured I'll just do it now. I can always I can always you know do the look later. Yeah. Uh, so I knocked it out finally, and I love it. <laughs> That's dope. Actually, I what was the character that you said again? With the the one that I did, the, the one that you did, or that you want to do, blank man, blank man, and what's uh, where, what show or, or cartoon is he from? It's a movie. It's called Blank Man. Um, blank Man. Okay. So it was it was by the Wayans or Damon Wayans uh, played the character. It's like ninety five ish or something like that. Okay. Okay. Yeah, I'm looking. He's, here. he's a nerd. He's a nerd. That turns superhero. If you haven't watched that movie, you should definitely watch it. It's it's hilarious. Okay, yeah, because I'm looking through your um, page now, and I I don't know the character, so I'm not seeing. I'm, it's not jumping out to me, but I'll have to look through it later. Yeah, I'm not familiar. Yeah. <laughs> That's he's got cool, like so that you got one. a curtain for a cape. He's got like rubber rubber kitchen rubber gloves, <laughs> and he's got oh like his God. own utility belt because he's like he's a really smart dude. And he yeah, he's not Batman. He's poor. And so he's got like this. <laughs> he makes his own tools, and weapons. They, they, they ain't high quality. I like that. He is very resourceful. <laughs> but it was always one of my favorite movies growing up. Okay, okay, that's dope. That's dope. I'm gonna have to look through because yeah, I'm not, I'm not familiar with that, uh, with that movie. Okay, <laughs> one of my favorite as far as like comedy superhero movies. Okay. Yeah. Top five. Top five. Top five. <laughs> Have you been watching the uh, Disney Plus series, the MCU, MCU series? Yes, I have. Yes, I have. WandaVision changed my life. Just want to put that out there. WandaVision, I was not ready for that. Um, and yeah, I, I loved Loki. Falcon and Winter Soldier was pretty cool. Uh, but WandaVision is still my favorite. Uh, right now, I don't care what nobody says. <laughs> and I love, I love your Wonder cosplay too. Is is oh, thank amazing. you, thank you. I want to reshoot. I want to reshoot her because I just love, I loved it so much that I feel like I need more shots of Wanda. Um, but yeah, when I seen the show, I was like, okay, I don't care what I have going on right now. Everything will stop until I cosplay Wanda. <laughs> I've only I felt that your, way. Oh, sorry, go ahead. <laughs> one time, I've only yeah. felt that way one time, and that was I when I saw the boys episode one. I was like, "A train, that's it." Like, I'm cost. It's, it sounds weird to say because he like shows up and runs through Robin, and I was like, "I'm cosplaying that," but <laughs> I felt it. I felt it. I just felt. I- it. I didn't see the boys. People were telling me to watch the boys. Um, oh, you haven't but- watched it. No, I, I didn't because what I seen your A Train cosplay is he a superhero? The character that you did, he has superpowers. Yes. Okay, so I didn't know it was that type of show. When somebody told me to watch it, I thought it was like just like a regular drama show. Uh, but there I did see drama. your cosplay. Okay, <laughs> <laughs> I did see your cosplay, so that that should be interesting. I might check it out now. 
because uh, I didn't know it had a supernatural touch to it. It it is crazy. So the best and it, and they basically it's basically taking a look at America today. It's really crazy because they 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 put you into the political landscape. It's basically like if you had superheroes and they were basically um, corporatized. They went okay. corporate. How would that how would that look like? And it's I I, I feel like this is what it would look like. If people okay. actually had superpowers, come on, like it would yeah. be ridiculous. It would be it would be kind of <laughs> ridiculous. And it's definitely it's definitely a show I, I would highly recommend. I think it's it was like Amazon is maybe their highest rated show that they've okay. done. Damn. All right, I'll have to check it out then. Yeah. Everybody keeps telling me. Uh, I had a few people tell me to watch it, but I didn't know what the show was about, so I have to. See. Yeah, just just don't look at me like I'm crazy. And be like, oh, that's 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 why you decided to cosplay. Like, I have a whole lot more reasons. That that was just like when I saw that. Yeah. That's Gotta funny. do it. Okay. Yeah, I'll so, have to check that out. Okay, Wanda Loki. I. It's hard for me I've to. I've seen rank your Loki, it. and I loved your Loki. I was going to tell you that earlier. I love oh, your Loki cosplay. You, it, I was cos you make me want to cosplay, cosplay Loki. I wanted you to cosplay it. Loki for so long. Probably what? When did Infinity War come out? Um, that's probably like 2017 or something like that. Yeah, or I think 2018. So. Uh, mm -hmm. We're at a fan event, and my friend cosplays Loki. And I put on the I put on I put on the head the headgear and I was like, oh, this is it's me. over. Yeah, this is me. <laughs> I need to cosplay this. Yep. It took it took a few years, but I finally got it done. Your shots look great. I love them. Oh, thank you. I really of appreciate course. that. Of course. It, it's really hard for me to rank because I hear people say, "I oh, wish you're a favorite." It's they're all so different. Yeah, it's, for it's sure. Really, you know what I mean? Like. Of course, the Falcon and Soldier, I have like a lot of that represents me. So I have a lot of feelings about that. And Loki was like, it, I feel like it was second or third for me until like the last episode. And I was like, oh, okay. Okay. He showed up and he did his yes. thing. Like, <laughs> okay. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I I felt like it was it was definitely good from from the beginning, but w I don't know. I knew the magnitude of the show was going to be heavy, but in those last few episodes, we really seen how crucial this show was to the to the rest of Phase Four. So <laughs> I I hear you on that. Definitely, definitely. So I I I'm still not going to rank them because. I don't want. I really just don't want to. I enjoy them all um, for very different reasons. They're very different shows, and I, I think the direction that each of them went, that it was perfect for that show, that specific show. So yeah. Um, yeah. What are you looking forward to? Anything coming out soon? Um, I mean, I'm just. I'm honestly just excited for everything Marvel that's coming. Um. Because, like I said, I had just caught up with all 22 plus movies just but a few months ago. So as soon as I finished all of that, WandaVision had just came out. And I was like, oh, well, oh. perfect. I, I'm completely signed up for this new show that they're that they're putting out. So um, 
yeah, I got caught, now I'm caught up with all of the shows. I just am super charged and excited to see how that's going to translate into the next uh, the next films and shows that they're going to be coming out with. Um, what else am I excited for? Witcher, the Witcher season two should be yeah. coming out this year, so I'm really excited about that. Um, what else is coming out? There's a lot of things that are coming out. Um, do we get Demon Slayer this year, or is that coming out 2022? Ooh, I don't know. I don't. I feel like it should be this year, but I, I don't. I, I can't say I've seen an actual release date. Yeah, I haven't seen anything regarding that either. I got confused the other day. Uh, they somebody I forgot what page I follow. They said on the 13th of July, Demon Slayer something, and I guess I was so excited that I thought it was just something bigger than what it was. Oh. Like something was going to be released, but it was just an announcement that they had regarding season two, and I was like, whatever. Let me know when the season when the season drops, then we can talk. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, so um, I'm excited for whenever that is going to drop as well. Um, what else am I waiting for? Oh, we're supposed to get uh, the Book of Boba Fett at the end of this year too, in December, okay. I think. Okay. So that's exciting, and then when Book of Boba Fett is done, we should get news on Mandalorian yeah. season two. Yeah. So that's exciting or, too. Three? Is it? It's three, right? Is it? Is wait, sorry. Yeah, I said season two. It's season three. Mandalorian. Okay, okay. Two. Thank you for catching me. <laughs> I was like, I was like, I, I was like, man, I, I'm. Did I blow nah, through that movie? I'm talking shit right now. I got too many shows in my head. Uh, <laughs> um, and what else is coming out that uh that I'm excited for? Probably other things. I just can't recall right now. Um, are you a fan? Uh, you're a fan, of course. You're into Marvel. I know he looks like you got some Spidey masks in the back there. What do you think about uh, Far From Home? Do you feel like we're gonna get Toby or uh, Andrew Garfield? I, do. That's his name, right? I, I uh, feel like I feel like that's what the Loki set up, right? You they, they set up where all this is possible. I think that was part of the problem of figuring out how 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 was this going to happen? Like, why yeah. would they come together? But you got this multiverse; they've they've established it now. Uh, I mean, they've already they've already confirmed like villains from the franchise, so it, it only makes sense. Like wow. Alfred Molina already said he's in the movie. Jamie Fox said he's in is in the movie, and they're yeah. both from two different universes. Right, right. So why wouldn't they have the spider, the, the other spiders in there also? Exactly, exactly. Yeah, they're just trying to stay super hush hush about it. Um, but yeah, if they don't deliver, everybody's gonna be pissed because that's all we've been talking. That's all we've been talking about. <laughs> get Toby, get Toby back in here. We trying to see Toby again. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know. You know, hopefully Toby's in shape. You know, or or, yeah. or he might come off looking like. Uh, uh, Peter Peter B. Parker from from Into the Spider Verse. <laughs> <laughs> I don't care what Toby looks like. I just want to see him in some capacity uh, in 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 the MCU. But I, I would I would expect every. I mean, that's what you're supposed to do when you get a job by by Marvel, right? You get in shape. I don't know. <laughs> They, they, pay, I mean, it's, it, they pay for it, right? I mean, it's paid. Right. You, 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 this is your job, so you better get on it. <laughs> I, I do, I do hope. Yeah, I hope that Spider Man is is my ultimate favorite character. Just as a kid, 
been my yeah. probably most consistently favorite character growing up. So same, same. Uh, I'm definitely like looking forward to it. Yeah, yeah. I I, I loved uh, when I was younger. My my parents would take us to all of the openings, theater openings for the Marvel movies that were coming out. So me and my sister went to go see all the Spider Mans and. You know, we went to see Fantastic Four and the Hulk, Incredible Hulk. So uh, we were completely on board with the with those first few um, cinematic versions of the comp of the comics uh, and stuff like that. But uh, Tobey Maguire, that's like that's so nostalgic right there. Like I think yeah. everybody wants to see Toby come back. I, I I don't care if the other kind. I know he's gonna come back. If they got Toby, they're gonna have the other guy. But I can care less about him. <laughs> I want to see Toby Maguire come back. <laughs> I mean, it, I think it also it's one of those things that it's like the last thing we've seen him in it can't be Spider-Man three, right? It, it, it's it's yeah. even though it's even though it's Spider-Man two and one and two were awesome, but Spider-Man three it was there was some dysfunctional stuff going on in there. He deserves another. He deserves another 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 yeah. shot at Spider-Man. Yeah, I, I I definitely agree. We we need to see all of them on a new level on a on a new level. So. This should be exciting. It, I seen that meme where they had um, Agatha Harkness, where she's winking at the camera <laughs> as Agnes. <laughs> like uh, Marvel saying that there's no confirmation that Toby or Andrew's going to be uh, in it, and it, the fan base is yeah, just like, "All right, yeah. we got you." <laughs> and I love, I know, I love Agatha. I love that character so much. Catherine Hahn killed that role. Everybody came to show out in Wandavision, but yes. Ag Yes. Um, Catherine Hahn really, I didn't know she had that much range because we're so used to seeing her in the comedic roles, you know? Right. Uh, but she can act her ass off <laughs> for sure. She for killed sure. it. I, I, it was such a good performance. Now, and I think we'll be seeing her again at some point in time, too. So I'm looking forward to that. Yeah. Yeah. I, I definitely think they're going to bring her role as a mentor to Wanda full circle. Uh, within the the situation that they've created with WandaVision. Uh, because this this lady been living for hundreds of years. You know, she she know a thing or two about magic. Right. Wanda's gonna definitely right. have to consult her at some point for, for something, I'm sure. So that's gonna be dope. <laughs> and one of your favorite one of your uh cosplays that you do that's one of my favorite is Jean Grey. Really? Yeah. Are, are you okay. looking forward to the X Men coming into the me, me and my sister talk. Me and uh, my sister Kanoichi Kaz, we talk about this every day. Like my sister is obsessed with X Men. That is like her focus in Marvel comics because I never read the comics growing up. But my sister, she would go through my dad's comic collection and read the Marvel comics that he had, and X Men was one of her favorites. Uh, she's watched all of the X-Men movies. I just recently watched, re-watched the X-Men movies with her because I hadn't caught them all. So she caught me up to date okay. with all of them. Uh, so she's an X-Men head. And um, every day she's wondering, because she had fell off the MCU too. Uh, so I had to catch her back up after I caught on. Uh, so every day she's just talking about, okay, well, this is all great and, and everything, but when are they, when are we gonna see Logan? When is the X-Men coming in? <laughs> So uh, we're definitely excited to see how they're going to incorporate mutants. Um, I mean, we had already seen them bring Wanda and Pietro in, calling them the enhanced in Age of Ultron. 
Um, right. Now that the multiverse has opened up, we can definitely see a world where they already had mutants come into the mix, come into the fold. But I think I had seen uh, somebody's analysis on what they thought happened after after Thanos killed half of the population, after the snap. Um, I think somebody had made a, a theory that that had caused like a cosmic, a cosmic, yeah, encompassing around the planet that may cause mutants to pop up. I think there's just so many avenues that they've kind of laid out for them to possibly bring mutants back in. Um, so I'm very excited for that, but how they're going to do that, I have not a clue. <laughs> yeah, it's going to be interesting when they actually do that. Namor might actually be the first mutant that we see since I, I believe he's supposed to be in Black Panther 2. Okay. Um, that may be the first instance of confirmed mutant that we that we actually get to see. So I'm not sure exactly how they're gonna do it, but yeah, yeah. The X Men has always been like one of my. It was always Spider Man and X Men. That's probably from the the '90s cartoons. Yeah. Uh, so those I'm cartoons are damn good. That I watch those today. Like I, I'm watching them now. Yeah. They're that good. Yeah. The theme, the theme songs. I, you can't tell me another theme song even comes close to Spider-Man or the X-Men opening yeah, opening song. You, they still bangers to this day. So, <laughs> those, uh, man, uh, Nightcrawler would be my is Nightcrawler Gambit. I need a, I need a good I need Gambit to be brought to the big screen. Yeah. And I need and I need and I need rogue. I need like rogue rogue. Like the real rogue, not I that little rogue. play rogue they had. Yeah, yes. no, I feel that. I feel that. Uh, the one that has the ca uh, the powers of uh, Miss Marvel. We need exactly. we need her to come through. Mm -hmm. That's what mm -hmm. I need. Yeah, I would I would love for them to because I I, I had just recently rewatched the X Men movies with my sister and they're good. They're great. They're entertaining. But first of all, the way they did Storm is embarrassing. It is despicable, disgraceful. I guess they just didn't really want her to be OP in comparison to everybody else. Seriously. Must, I... must be. Because she's supposed to be on Omega level. Yes. She's supposed to be yes. Omega level powerful. And the way that they, they did her, they played her to where it's like, you can't even hold, you can't even hold a little wind for more than two seconds. And I can't. And I, you know what? hard. You know one of the one of the worst like lines that I hate of any movie. What? Oh, when when she when she when it is it, you know what happened to to Toe when it gets struck by lightning and it's like and it's just like that's what you got that's what you got. Why did they write that for her? Like first of all, that was so corny. It was so corny. And it wasn't even all that what she did though. Like Yeah, it was it was like <laughs> they made it like this is gonna be a moment. Like this is about to be a moment. Like I just I wanna can't. know I wanna know what who was in the studio was like, this is the big this is it. I need this line to, this 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 has to stay in the movie perfect. They did, they and after watching it after watching they were they they decided to keep that in. I was like 
They could have mm. wrote anything else for her to look cool in that moment, but they wrote that. And then on top of that, they played her power levels the whole time, so it don't even yeah. matter. Like, it doesn't even matter. Oh, my God. So embarrassing. Yeah, we need Storm. I, what I did like is uh, when I watched... um. What was the movie that I had just watched? The last, no, not the last stand. I had just watched the Dark Phoenix movie with Sophie Turner. Um, and I like the the young actress that they got to play as Storm. Um, they seem to match her power level somewhat close to how she was in the animated series and in the comics. But uh, I just don't understand why they can't just play uh, cast a monoracially black woman as Storm, a dark-skinned black woman as exactly. Storm. Uh, they they still want to keep up with, I guess maybe they wanted to fashion her after Halle Berry, you know, when they did those movies in the 70s and the sure. 80s or whatever. Sure. But uh, I, I, the next time that we cast Storm, I, I, we need them to do justice to her comic book uh, representation because... I agree. I agree. Like... Yeah. Uh... They're they're actually I I don't know with all these fan theories like oh if, if if she's gonna be in Black Panther two I don't know where they would bring her in because there since there's no T'Challa but exactly they they could have a previous history I don't know but I'd be interested to see how 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 they who they cast to play yeah Storm yeah they have so many options too there's lots of, of talented actresses that fit her uh sure. you know physical appearance that could kill that role but it's a matter of them deciding to go to go with that appearance uh, rather than Halle Berry the Halle Berry look <laughs> let's hope they don't take it to that if they bring her back into the MCU fold I'll be pissed listen the first time <laughs> I hope I hope not and it like what do you think overall of the Dark Phoenix movie? Uh, okay, so before I watched the movie, I had seen that it was a like failure as far as the critics were concerned. The critics didn't like the movie, um, and it didn't get that great of ratings. I love Sophie Turner as Jean Grey. Um, I, I think she's a great young Jean Grey. I think she's a great actress. Um, and I didn't have any qualms about the movie. The only thing that I can say about the movie was that the villains were a little bit lame. Uh, I don't, it, it was because the, I, the concept of the villains in the movie was really scary. I was really scared. I mean, they were like squirrels, these, these alien race that can right. just shape shift into whoever, whenever. Uh, and they had like a darkness to them that was really terrifying. Um, but I don't know. The way that they portrayed the villains did seem a little corny and a little lame to me. Like the scene where they're on the train and it's like they're supposed to be these like super strong aliens, but they just got these regular ass people like just standing on the train trying to look intimidating. I don't know. There was something about the villains that I feel like they kind of dropped the ball on. Uh, but Every the rest of the cast did a great job. I didn't I didn't have any qualms about the movie. I thought it was a good movie. Um, so yeah, I don't know. I don't know. What did you think about Dark Phoenix? I actually enjoyed the majority of it. Like I, mm -hmm. I feel like a lot of people thought it was horrible. I, I think it definitely could have been better. And so the director is the same director that I think wrote the uh, 
the first Phoenix movie. Okay. And and he considered that, and he 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 definitely said oh, we messed up on that. So he was trying to have like a do over with this one. Yeah. Um. There there's certain things that I loved about it. Like Sophie Turner was great. I love like Magneto at the end on the train. I, I, that whole train yeah. sequence I actually really liked. Yeah. Uh, the one thing I hated with this like second iteration of the franchise because I love Nightcrawler. He was always so timid, and he was all I was yeah. like. And he, we finally got to see him get his like on the train. He was like, he got angry, and I was like, oh, what, what was this this whole time? Like, why was he? He's always been like in the comics. He wasn't like, yeah, just this timid dude that's scared of everything. You know what I mean? Right, right. That's kind of how he was portrayed. So I was kind of glad that he kind of got to do his thing. Um, I think yes. Yeah, overall, I think the majority of the cast was good. I do agree with you on the on the on the villains though. Yeah. They, 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 and I, I liked, I even liked, uh, I don't know the actress's name who played the, the main alien, the redhead, or maybe she was blonde in the movie. I don't remember. I thought uh, it was red, but, uh, yeah. We know the, the main lady, it, there was this scene where she's running up on Jean. I feel like they should have at some point shifted them back to alien to to oh, kind yeah. of heighten the level of threat and then also add like a layer of just a, a different feel to, to the villains because at a certain point her human form was not scary anymore. And True. they had a scene of her in her heels and her like business looking attire running at Jean and it's like, no, 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 no. Jean at this point is ready to go stupid. Let's portray the villain in a way that it looks like, you know what I mean? It matches the level that we're ready to see Jean go off on. And it was yeah. just weird having this lady in a business suit with her six inch stilettos, like running at Jean full force. Like, come on, like, <laughs> Agreed. <is> dumb. Agreed. <laughs> yeah. So uh, that was the only gripe that I had about it. But I love Sophie Turner as young Jean Grey. And I hope that they continue. It, it seemed like at the end of the movie, there's possibility for them to continue that saga. So I would hope that they come out with more films um, because I love her as Jean Grey and I love Sophie Turner, so. The, the, the other thing though that I didn't like, that I don't like with that is they always like, I guess Quicksilver is OP, but they always do something to like, where he's just out of, he's just out of it. Like he gets hurt, he gets, oh, he's done. Like what, what? come on, that's my dude. Where is Evan Peters? Like. Yeah, <laughs> they have to do that though because literally <laughs> after that scene where he just completely Same. stopped time yeah, and yeah, was yeah. just pushing stuff out of the way, it's like, all right, he could fix anything. Like, <laughs> you gotta hurt him. You gotta put him out. <laughs> just like, okay, Quicksilver, you're you're, you're done. You're done. Yep. Like, come on. Wow. Yeah. And. Yeah, over, overall, it's been okay. The only thing I, the well, I guess one of my biggest qualms with that franchise is also Apocalypse. Like, I was so geeked for Apocalypse, and I was like, this, this ain't it. This just ain't mm, it. You didn't like Poe Dameron as Apocalypse? <laughs> it, it, like, I, I think if, if maybe it was me, I was just so hyped to see, like, Apocalypse, and I was like, mm, is he mm. Apocalypse, though? Mm. Yeah. Yeah, 
I don't know. I, I don't have too much comic history knowledge to base his portrayal of Apocalypse. I see Apocalypse a little bit in the 90s animated series, but uh, I don't know too much about him to, to tell whether he did a bad performance or not. It was just hilarious to me when I figured out it was Poe Dameron from Star Wars. And I'm like, he's Apocalypse? This is who y'all cast him as Apocalypse? <laughs> so that was entertaining. <laughs> it, it's just like, yo, we, got, we get Thanos, and, and he's supposed to be like Thanos level. Like, you know okay. what I mean? That, yeah, you know what I mean. So that's that's kind of what I'm expecting. Yeah, I feel it. I feel it. Uh, they try to finish it in one movie, so can't ask. <laughs> we can't ask for too much. <laughs> I appreciate that he that he that he gave you know heightened everyone's powers to where they more so should have been though. Like I appreciate yeah. that. Yeah, that was cool. That was really cool because, I mean, it's. I'm still a little confused though on on the timeline of the Fox X-Men movies because when you watch X-Men and X2 um is that completely obsolete by the time that what movie did Logan go back in time and change everything I can't remember they uh Days of Future Past uh how does the timeline work cuz I'm still trying to understand how how that all comes it's, together it's like supposed to be it like it's it, yeah that's both that's that was the future he was it started in the future i don't know i forget how many years in the future was but it was in the same timeline okay uh yeah i guess i guess it was weird how they how they well when they started with first class and they went back to the to the them being young and the start of it so it's kind of yeah. like and you got different different characters now playing right different actors I mean, playing this you know other characters now so I, I i yeah i was just i was really just confused when he went back in time like when logan went back did that change the course of events for for X two. Oh, for it's sure. yeah, sure. It, uh, like that just didn't even happen anymore at that after that point, right? Yes. Gotcha. Okay, that's what I figured. Yeah, I'm trying. I'm trying to. It's been so many movies that I've been in at this point that I'm still trying to string things together. <laughs> I hear you. I've got Marvel mush brain at this point. <laughs> oh yeah, you you had like a. Rapid fire. Let me let me. I've done that once, and that was before I think Infinity War, where I had already seen everything, but I just rewatched everything leading up to Infinity War. Yeah, a lot. It's a lot. It's a lot. <laughs> it's a little too much, but <laughs> well, we did it. I'll say, let's. Uh, I'm gonna come with like a few rapid fire questions to wrap okay. this up. Let's go. Uh, what do I have here? Ah, if you were trapped in a room and you could only get one person in there with you to help you escape, who would it be? It could be fictional or real person. I'm trapped in a room and I need someone okay. to come get it's me like out. It's like a puzzle. It's like a puzzle. So it's, it can't just be like the Hulk. 
come in to bust you out. It's, it's got to be somebody like. I'm calling Link. I'm calling Link. Uh, he he he's down with the puzzles. He he knows how to solve the puzzles and hey. get me out. I'm calling Link. So <laughs> that that is a good answer. <laughs> What's the funniest thing that's happened to you recently? Oh wow, my headphone just fell out. Um, <laughs> the funniest thing to happen to me recently. Hmm. What's the funniest thing to happen to me recently? Um, wow, that's a hard question. I feel like funny things happen to me all the time, but then I just forget <laughs> about them when they happen. Uh, the funniest thing to happen to me. Uh, I get messages on Instagram all the time. Uh, and a lot of the times they'll be, um, really awkward and weird uh, but recently i got a dm that had asked me uh you know whether i don't know if i should even repeat this maybe this isn't that funny anymore um <laughs> let's just say i get i had gotten a uh dm that had asked for some interesting I, I don't even know what to say. It was an interesting ask. They asked me to do something interesting. Uh, it was hilarious to me, but then I had to block them after that point. So something that happens often, but it just happened recently. So that's probably the funniest thing that has happened to me this week. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Um, if you could be any animal in the world, what animal would that be? I'd be a sloth. I'd be a sloth. Yeah, because they're just chilling in the jungle, you know, going, living life at their own pace uh, and just doing all the things that they want to they, they want to do, crawl around, eat. It just seems like they have a pretty easygoing life. And other people in, in the wild animal kingdom, it seems like they have it pretty rough. So I'd want to be a sloth. They seem pretty chill. <laughs> I think I would choose killer whale. They're probably probably my favorite animals. Killer um, whales are they're pretty rad. Orcas are pretty rad. I mean, you can't really mess with them in the ocean. They're they're at the top of the food chain. If they are it. Yeah. <laughs> and they got squad and they squad up too. <laughs> yeah, I love that. They're social. They're all they're yeah. always gang gang, you know, they're always with their, their peeps, so they're pretty and, cool. Oh, it's funny. The last question I was going to ask was, what was the weirdest request someone has asked you? You just had that, that tied into. Uh, yeah. <laughs> he who shall not be named. <laughs> well, I appreciate you taking the time. Sit down. Got me through, through sunrise here. So <laughs> thank you so much for having me. It was such a lovely chat. Thank you so much. Have a good day or evening. What I don't know. I'm mean, just it's 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 night evening. evening for me, but maybe I don't know what time for you. Uh it is breakfast time for me. Breakfast, <laughs> okay. So have a good morning then. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks so much. You, later. you too. Have a good one.